Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Maybe a fourth. They're coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the ball match has been an eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Supercoach 365 podcast coming to you ahead of round 23. Jeez, the season's coming to a close at a rapid rate. Ryan and Tommy back with you here on the back of a week off. Um, not for the reasons that we'd want to be taking a week off, Tommy, but good to be back talking some Supercoach this week. No, it is. It feels like a long long time since we've done this, so only two weeks, but I guess a lot has happened, as always, in footy and in Supercoach, and three weeks left. Uh very, very important weeks. Hopefully, we still have some trades remaining. Three weeks left in the season, of course. Uh, if you are playing your head-to-head leagues, which most of us are, of course, preliminary final weeks. Uh, Tommy, in our classic league, Tommy's friends, if you've joined it, not many have because you don't have many friends. But um, <laughs> you're, you're through to the final. Uh, I'm playing the prelim this week, so you've got a week off. Anyway, good luck to those playing their finals this week, of course, draft leagues as well. Things heating up. Uh, in the Supercoach game. Uh, we'll talk round 23 very, very soon, but let's have a look back at round 22. Tommy, how did you fare last week? Not bad last week. 12-25, uh, I think it was top 10% around there. Just outside the top 1,000, 1,057. Been terrible. Uh, other than last week, I think I'd fallen about 700 spots in four weeks, so pretty dismal. But hopefully uh, we can get back into the top 1,000 before the year's end. How are you going? It doesn't paint a good picture there. You shit can yourself with 12.25, and I only had 12.23. So I was quite happy with that, actually. Uh, Green Arrows, 5.18, uh, season change. So I've gone up uh, almost uh, half of a 1,000 ranks there into the top 4% overall. Still a little bit low where we'd want to be uh, this time of year. But all in all, I can't be uh, too disappointed with that. No, exactly right. It's been tough, and I think the next three weeks will be... It'll it'll mix it up a lot because a lot of people don't have any trades left. As soon as their injuries, they might have to play short. So I think there'll be a lot of shuffling around in spots in the last few weeks. 
yeah, some good news on the uh, injury and the team list front. We'll get into that very, very soon. Actually, that's why I'm getting to it uh, right now. Of course, you're coming to us, or we're recording late on a Wednesday night. Uh, as we say, we've said a couple of times in the, this season, life's gotten in the, in the way this week. But uh, coming to you as you're listening to this, probably on Thursday morning. So uh, kicking us off tonight, as it will be, the Rabbitohs and the Panthers. This one, of course, stadium. Uh, the Rabbitohs, $1.57, topsport.com.au. The Panthers just flailing, struggling a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. Any other time this year, uh, if we had seen this this market, we would have been very surprised to see you know Penrith clear outsiders, but... Just given their injury toll and the form of South, I think it's pretty fair. But are we buying into South? Do we think they're the real deal or they've been beating up with some poor opposition? What did Latrell say? Uh, look over your shoulder, brah. Something like that. They're coming for you, brah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to as long as they've got Latrell fit there. And I mean, we all know what Alex Johnston can do. Speaking of Penrith, their, um, their price, $2.45 this weekend. They're getting a four-point uh, start with Top Sport. We, we were sitting here at different parts this year. I think they were about $2.05 to win the comp, and we were waxing lyrical. You're getting a better price for them to win this weekend. Obviously, a much tougher challenge without uh, Cleary and Luai. And that's what I want to ask. Are they just a shadow of themselves without their halves? And we saw even last week without Dylan Edwards how much he was missed. I think he was a massive out last week. Um, and they played a class team in Melbourne who, who played really well. But the week before, just I think six days before that game, they were very dominant against Canberra when uh, they still had Cleary and Luai out. So I still think they're capable of playing good footy with them. Uh, Dylan Edwards is back. Talon May has been named now, 24 hours out. So that's big for a lot of super coaches still owning him. And their forward pack's still looking in good shape with Kikau, Martin, Yo all in the back row. So I think their team uh, strips a lot fitter than last week. Uh, Latrell, he's been named, of course, and there were some rumours or news around that he uh, may be missing a week or two with that groin concern, but um, I've got here, is it a worry? Is, it, is there a need to play him this week? Obviously, they're still pushing for that top four berth, but top four is a, a different game without Latrell there if he is to get injured. I think I think he should play if, if he can. I think they need to keep this momentum going. Uh, a loss this week would obviously put the brakes on what they've been doing, and it sounds ridiculous, but three losses, they could still miss the top eight, so they still need to make sure they keep winning. Crazy, isn't it? This time of year, there's a couple of implications of games this weekend, and this one will be uh, a big way to kick us off here in round 23, and a couple of implications, as we say, to come out of that. Just before we push on, uh, I mentioned Latrell, how good he's been in recent times. What about Cam Murray? He's really lifted his game, and uh, he's put his team on his back, the captain. Yeah, look, I've always uh, rated him personally, as, uh, as everyone has, but Probably never that highly on Supercoach, but the last few weeks, his scoring in Supercoach has been awesome. Uh, I brought him in last week. He got another 83 or so, so he's going really well, and uh, he's not a player that's sort of impacted by fixtures. If they're playing a big team, he'll still get a big score. Probably helps him even. He, he plays bigger minutes, and as we say, shoulders some of that low, the responsibility there in the middle. Uh, moving on, though, the uh, first game on Friday, the uh, Cowboys here are back at home against the Warriors, the Cowboys last week at the SCG. Just, uh, I mean, their woes of continuing suddenly. Uh, you talk of teams on the decline. The Cowboys, certainly one of those. Uh, the punters think they can bounce back, though. A dollar and nine winks-like odds here this weekend to take care of the Warriors, who themselves, $7.50 outsiders. Yeah, a dollar and nine looks overs to me for this wow. one. I think last week that their game against the Roosters, away from home, um, two days after their former coach had just passed away who a lot of the players played under so I don't know if they would have been in the best mental state to play personally but we shall see I guess this week uh, the Warriors 
away from home, haven't put up much of a fight lately. So, yeah, the Cowboys will definitely be using this as a, I guess, to springboard into the finals. If this game was played in 2021, we'd probably, that line there of 9.5, it'd probably be 29.5. Just the way that the game was played last year and players like Scott Drinkwater and Valentine Holmes and um, even their winger here, I've mentioned Murray Talangi, they're guys which could put on a score this weekend and quite quickly and Drinkwater probably heads that charge. And we'll talk captains a little bit later, but I'm sure that uh, he's a name that people will be looking uh, towards uh, this weekend if they are owning him. Yeah, well, as someone who doesn't own Drinkwater or Holmes, uh, this is a game I'm really worried about because, you know, it's really good on paper for Drinkwater. He's been flying, other than last week, he's been flying uh, Holmes as well with his goal kicking. So, yeah, absolutely uh, vice-captain options. And we'll get to that in our captain score, as you say. Warriors themselves, I say they're at a bit of a price there. Not, I'm, like, I'm not surprised. They're, they're rank outsiders here. Big away trip to Townsville, and obviously the form this year hasn't stacked up. But a good win last week. Where's that sort of been all year? And Sean Johnson even showing glimpses of his former self, winding back the clock to ice that game. Yeah, it seems like they really aim up at home, which makes sense given that they, they barely played there since 2019. So I do see why they've done that. But can they sort of do it on the road up in the tropical heat of North Queensland? I'm not sure it's going to suit the Warriors at all. So, uh, yeah, load up on the cows for me. If you've got those players, like we said, maybe vice-captain options. Yeah, um, dry track, hopefully, for the Cowboys if we're expecting points. Uh, 6 p.m. kickoff, far different conditions to the sweat and slippery surface there at Mount Smart. The Warriors might find themselves in a bit of trouble there, I think. Talking about getting it uh, done on the road, what about the Melbourne Storm? They did exactly that last week. They made the toughest road trip in rugby league out to the foot of the mountains and took care of a depleted Panthers side. Uh, again on the road this week, albeit, uh, well, they'll be in the air to Brisbane. Uh, Melbourne, $1.48 head-to-head. The Broncos, $2.65 outsiders at home. Probably a little bit of value there about the Broncos, if they can make it work. Yeah, I thought Melbourne were really impressive last week, I've got to say. Um, I know Penrith are undermanned, but starting to look at this Melbourne 17 again, and they do have injuries, obviously, but it's still a very strong side, and I think they're, they're starting to time their run, perhaps. Yep, headed by Cameron Munster, who... <clears throat> excuse me, wore six last week, but played fullback. Um, hands on the footy, he just looks... This is a career best year for Munster. Um, it has to be just the, how dominant he is and how involved he is. Jerome Hughes back as well, I think, or at least his name to play at this stage. So um, that's a big inclusion. And what that looks like there with Nick Meaney back at fullback, again, as you say, they're starting to put the pieces back together in Melbourne, timing their run towards the top four. Yeah, Jerome Hughes, is he, I guess, an option? I think a lot of people may still have Cleary on their bench. Maybe haven't sold him out, uh, traded him out yet because there hasn't really been an option to go to. But with Hughes returning for the last three games of the year, is he, I guess, the most likely or maybe a Mitch Moses? Yeah, I think this time last year, you and I both had Hughes to finish off and we had that combo of Hughes and Cleary. Without Cleary, obviously, Hughes, you would think, would be the next best in Cherry Evans and the Manly side. Um, not playing their best footy either. So, yeah, I mean, potentially Hughes, we know what he can do uh, when he runs the footy. Maybe just slight knock on him coming back from an injury. And I don't know, it just doesn't make for the best reading for mine. But I, I wouldn't knock anyone going towards Hughes. No, I do think they have a tricky run in as well. I think they play Parramatta next week and then a tricky game in the last round as well. So it's not like smooth sailing for Hughes. But I do think, you know, most of the points are coming through either he or Munster. So especially with Paps out. So he's definitely got some credentials. 
Absolutely. Just on the Broncos, quickly, they got it done last week against the Knights. I've said here, I mean, I think they won by 18 in the end, but there was a period there where the Knights looked like they could have uh, run over the top of the Broncos. Uh, and, of course, if you were holding players like, uh, well, particularly Selwyn Cobo scored a hat-trick, and Payne Haas still doing what Payne Haas does, a couple of Broncos there who are just starring still. So even despite the Broncos maybe not being uh, the team that they were in the start or middle part of the season, they're still producing some good super coach scores. Yeah, they are. But would it be fair to say that, you know, Payne Haas has maybe been a little underwhelming this year in Supercoach? Um, I just think other than he got 105 a few weeks ago in Parrell, which when he scored a try. But, you know, other than that, he hasn't scored above 65 since round seven. So he hasn't really set the world on fire. And when you have players like Isaiah Papali and Tarpanay going huge at the front row spot, I think he's been, you know, usurped as like a, a, a must-have in the front yeah. row role. No, fair point, fair play. Um, yeah, probably doesn't have the ceiling of those other guys. Papali'i, of course, uh, tri-scorer. Um, and Tarpanay, that explosive offload and line break assist and such. Paynars, yeah, probably more of the run-of-the-mill front rower. Plays big minutes, uh, does his work, but no, doesn't have the ceiling of those two. So good shout. We may reassess that uh, when we're building our teams uh, heading into round one, 2023. Uh I think we'll move on, though, and we'll push on to Saturday afternoon footy here. This one, Combank Stadium, 3 p.m. kickoff. The old rivalry, Parramatta up against the Bulldogs. I say here, Eels, $1.33 favourites. Uh, Bronco, or rather, the Bulldogs, $3.35 outsiders. The line, 9.5. Uh, Eels giving that away. Now, do they deserve to be all but 10-point favourites here? Because shocking loss last week at home. And uh, if memory serves me right, they got pumped by the Bulldogs earlier this season. So I wouldn't be diving in at the minus. No, you'd be a brave man or perhaps a foolish one. Um, like you said, they, they lost 34-4, I think it was, against the Bulldogs maybe eight weeks ago. So, yeah, no certainties here. And I, I just don't know how to get a read on them. Their team on paper is great, but they just they're throwing so many bad performances. The Bulldogs, uh, I mean, they've done that in talking of bad performances for years. But, I mean, albeit the last uh, last week out, they've been pretty good in recent times. Um, I do say here, though, they've had three big trips on the road. Of course, they played at the Cowboys in Bundaberg. Then they uh, went to New Zealand, now to Parramatta. So they've done a bit of flying. The season, they can't make the finals. Uh, they probably do a letdown. Is that where the 10-point difference comes into calculations here? Yeah, I think so. And I think, I guess... Punters probably taking Parramatta on their best form, just hoping that they do show up with their best. But how would you know? Uh, we were talking about halfback, halfbacks a second ago. Mitch Moses returning. Not 100% confirmed his name, though, so hopefully he does play. I guess other than Hughes and Cherry Evans, Moses is another one that we can consider here. Yeah, the goal-kicking helps him, I think, compared to those other two as well. So uh, if Fields can put on a score here, which in you know past years they would have against the Bulldogs, dry Saturday afternoon at Parramatta, it would have been a no-brainer to look at someone like a Moses. Um, so, yeah, he could be a late trading option if you are still holding a trade and, and Cleary at the halfback slot could go uh, in, you know, 250 on Saturday afternoon. Um, anything else there, Tommy? Of course, Clint Gutherson been in somewhat of good form, but, I mean, with the fullbacks we've got at our disposal, Tedesco, uh, Latrell Mitchell and such, you, you wouldn't be going down the way of uh, Captain Clint. No, I don't think so. Uh, probably a disappointing score last week was Matty Burton. He only got 23 in a, in like a, what looked on paper a good game against the Warriors. So that was disappointing. But uh, one bold prediction out of this game, if the Eels lose, they will miss the top eight. 
Righto, we've got that on the tape. So let's come back to that in three weeks' time. Um, I think we also, if you're still writing this, the uh, Top Sports season-long multi, the $7 special, we sold it like it couldn't go wrong. Sure enough, um, it's very well on the cusp of going wrong. But if the Bulldogs get up this week, I'll tell you what, Tommy, we are on. We are, we are planning our uh, boat well, party in Sydney Harbour. Just hear me out, Eels, right? This obviously is a winnable game. They play Bulldogs, but then they're away to Broncos, home to Storm. So they're very hard games those last two. Yep. Tell you what, if they play like they did the other night, they could lose all three. Yeah, responsibly if you're going to find that. The eels to miss market. Uh, let's move on. So Saturday evening, this one, Four Pines Park, the old Brookie Oval, Manly back at home against the Sharks. Like, I couldn't believe this when I checked the markets. Top Sport this afternoon. Cronulla Sharks away from home at Brookie, minus 11.5. I said this would have to be the first time in their history that they've been uh, that sort of price away at Manly. They've played 42 games there in their uh, well since their inception in 1967. They've just won six of those games, so that's a shocking strike rate. Dave Middleton over here. That's that's a good stat though. Oh, I didn't know that one. 36 forces that, out mate. of 42. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to insult Dave Middleton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's quite amazing. But I just think you know. Just short memory, short-term memory, you know, Manly three days ago lost by 30 to Gold Coast. It's such yeah. a bad form line for this game. And the Sharks, they're never that convincing, I find, in games. They win, but they don't win. I don't know. I never sit there thinking they can win the comp, but, you know, maybe they can put Manly away this weekend. I thought the same. I think they led 12-0 after 12 minutes against uh, West's Tigers, and I think it was about 24-6 or of that kind at half time. But even still, in that second half, I mean, if Tigers could have scored one, it was game on suddenly. But no, I know what you mean. Sharks, they're doing enough. Um, and if they are to cover here, they'll have to do a little bit more than just uh, enough. Manly. Well, I want to talk about Manly because we all got in. We all got excited about Ruben Garrick, Ola Kawatu, potentially Cherry Evans as well. How's that easy run looking? We spoke about it mm-hmm. here, weeks on weeks. The easy run, they've lost their last four, and it's the worst streak in the competition. So puts paid to that theory. Yeah, I know. Um, you can do all the planning in the world, but sometimes it just doesn't come off. And I think Garrick's been okay, probably not as good as we wanted. He still got 81 the other day from memory. But, yeah, yeah overall, they just haven't delivered. Cherry Evans, not really. Ola Kawatu's been disappointing. So, yeah, it has really been annoying because Manly were one of those teams that were really targeted in the, the business end of the year. It's funny, isn't it? I think Manly was one and the Cowboys were another and they're both just, you know, they're not, the wheels haven't yeah. fallen off yet, but yeah. they're not hitting the heights that we were hoping for anyway. No, you're right, you're right. And even, you know, a lot of people held Penrith players and they're starting to lose as well, so it's, it's getting tricky. Don't listen to us. All right, Saturday <laughs> evening, rounding us out. Now, this is going to be a special occasion, I think. Um, there could be plenty of points here. The total points line, if I've got this correct, is 50.5. So punters, or at least uh, the bookies at this rate, think that the Roosters will put on a show. They've been at uh, the SCG. They've called it their home for the past four years. This is their last game there, of course, moving to the new Allianz Stadium across the road. They've won 71% of their games at the SCG, I think they've, they've lost just something like seven or nine in that time. This could be a game where James Tedesco and Joey Manu just go absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it's hard to make a case for the plus 22.5, really, isn't it? When you look at these teams, I think Roosters are better 13 out of 13 players starting. Like, it's just absolute men against boys. So, yeah, look, I agree. Manu, Teddy, they're probably 
pod captains because they're not really setting the world on fire on Supercoach the last few weeks. But this mm-hmm. is such a, a game where they, they could go huge. Yeah, we'll talk captains after uh, a break coming up later in the podcast. So stick around for that. They're two names that are sure to feature. Um, just on that, the Roosters. They're hitting the form at the right time. Uh, I think the way I've looked at it, if they finish fifth or sixth, potentially more likely sixth or seventh, but if they win that finals week one, and assuming just off ladder position at the moment, the Cowboys beat the Sharks, we could be looking at a Sharks Roosters second week semi final at Allianz. That's almost the home game for the Roosters again. So they're a real chance of making a prelim if they can just, you know, keep up this form heading into the finals. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, all year we really didn't rate the Roosters and they were playing poorly all year, but they're starting to hit their stride right at the right time. Maybe Robinson had a plan. I don't know. I still want to see them beat a good team and they'll put away the Tigers this week. I know they beat the Cowboys the other day, but I think they were well down on confidence. Um, you'll beat the Tigers this week. Then they play the Melbourne Storm and South in the opening game at the new stadium. So that'll be a really good indicator as to where they are ahead of the semis. Yeah, finals come a week early, uh, Friday, September 2 at Allianz Stadium. Uh, looks, look, I just want to talk about the Tigers quickly before we move on. You mentioned there that they were somewhat in the game against the Sharks. The scoreboard probably reflected the the uh, passage of play at full time, but there was a period there where they looked likely, and it was on the back of Amanu Brown. Now, I'm looking here, $6.50, anytime try scorer. Again, he scores. Uh, he scored a couple of times already uh, since he's made his return from England. $6.50, Tommy, you're going to get a look for your price. Gamble responsibly, but you know he's going to go. He, he just always takes it on. Yeah, I don't hate it. And the Roosters, for all their attacking prowess, their defense isn't incredible this year, so it could happen. Um, Tiger's getting Coruscant next year. What happens to New Brown? Is he going somewhere else, or we don't know? Yeah, I don't know. I, personally, I think he should stay there. He's a good utility player. can play 6, 7, 9 at a pinch, 13 perhaps, but... Um, yeah, he, he's too good of a, of a natural footy player. And maybe the Tigers not his best fit, but, um, you know, they've thrown him a lifeline. So good luck to him. He's making it count. Uh, nothing else there for mine. I think a massive win to the Roosters there. The 22.5, yeah, I'd be happily on the minus there Saturday night. Get out there to the SCG if you can. All right, Sunday afternoon footy. Uh, I've said here, one of the very few nothing games this weekend. Not really any implications on the top eight. Top four, none of that uh, of this kind here. The Dragons at home, Wollongong, the venue here, up against the Titans. $1.55, the Dragons with topsport.com.au. The Titans, $2.45 on the road. What are we looking at here? Hey, who would know? Who would know in this game? Every game with the Dragons goes down to the wire, and they're always low-quality affairs, to be honest. And then the Titans can't defend, so I don't know what is going to happen. Um... I think if you own David Fafita, you're probably looking at another decent score. He played better the other day. Yep. Bo for more was great the other day. Titans actually look good in attack, which they can sometimes, but yeah, probably points, to be honest. So you do have any of these players, it might be uh, good to play them this week. Fafita, you mentioned him, a score of 85 last week, and uh, I dare say 50% of those points would have come from that one run. Uh, broke the line. Five or six tackle busts to try as well. And that's what he can do. And I mean, that's the promise that he's shown his whole career. He showed it 17, with, oh, well, sorry, he showed it plenty of times last year, but scored 17 tries last year. So um, we'd love to see more of that from David Fafita next year. This year, obviously, not his best efforts on that front. Both firm I just want to go back to that. 
is he going to play Origin next year? I'm getting in early because I was all over him this year, but I think he's got all the makings of a rep player and versatility. He certainly has it. Yeah, tough team to crack into because they won, but he he's definitely... Uh, I think you were early on him, and you were right because he's really good. He runs... When he scored, he scored the last try the other day, and I, I was kind of half-watching. I saw a second rower going in to score, and I thought, oh, is it for feeder? But then he was just running too hard, so I knew it had to be for more because he just has a go, so... No, he is really good. And I actually think the Titans will get the win here. I think they might just be able to springboard from that win and have a bit of fun at the end of the year. Bit of confidence there as well about the Titans, the top sport Titans. $2.45 outsiders. So, Tommy, going against the grain uh, with that one. Let's. I know he's where he's going in this game, and it won't be against the grain. The Raiders' favourites, albeit in Newcastle, against the Knights. $1.32 here, the Raiders. The Knights' outsiders, $3.40. The line, a flat 10. Raiders giving it away. And the Knights, well, they've had a, a rough week on and off the field. That man, Ponga, he's just up to no good. Well, I mean, you've bagged him out for years now, and this is your opportunity to, I guess, <laughs> say that we, you told us so. Because, yeah, it's not a good look. I don't know if there's any punishment being handed down yet, but, like, it's hard to imagine him keeping the captaincy after doing something like that, I think. He shouldn't have had it in the first place. But anyway... <laughs> um, no, look, I don't want to talk about what he's what he's doing, but I can only comment for his on-field. He hasn't been good for definitely this year. I know he had a, a couple of good games uh, in Origin. But, um, yeah, in terms of the Knights, in, in terms of his supercoach prospects as well, I mean, we spoke about him at the start of the year alongside the likes of Tedesco and Pappenhausen and potentially Trevojevic, a pot option around those three, and just hasn't lived up to any of that, and he won't hear. Um, Raiders. There's still a slight top eight chance, a narrow win last week over the, uh, the Dragons. But, Tommy, how's your heart? Because all of their games go down to the final five or one minute even. It must be making you go thin up top or even a little bit grey. I'm already thin up top, but it's getting worse because of them. Um, there would be some stats out there somewhere, which I'll probably have a look at after this podcast. Um, just how many games, you know, are between uh, either team six or under sort of thing at the margin. Um and looking at this game, you know, on paper, Knights are really bad. We need to win to make the, the finals. But you just know it's still going to be, you're going to be there 5.55 on Sunday afternoon sweating bullets. So, I don't know, hope for the best. Uh, Joe Tarpane is named, which is good for people who held him. I was silly and got rid of him, and I really am ruining that decision now. But, yeah, I mean, he, as long as his ribs are okay, you'd think he goes back to churning out 70s. How's the bench look? I haven't looked at it in great detail, but... Is he expected, do you think, just looking at the makeup of the bench, are we expecting him to play the minutes that he was? Because that's probably the knock. We know he's going to still play the same, but will he have the you know, 60 minutes that he was getting before the injury? Bench is similar. There's two props, but they usually, uh, Tarpane and Papali get sort of two bites at the cherry. But I guess the only uh, risk factor could be if, if we're up by plenty, which doesn't happen often, but if, if we are, uh, maybe he won't go back on. I don't know. But, yeah, you'd be happy if you held him, I think. All right, let's leave that game there. Raiders by plenty, um, and Tarpane to go big at uh, Tommy's expense. I just want to pick up a point you said there as well. You said you're going to do the research after the podcast. It's supposed to happen before. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to cut to a break. On the other side, we'll talk some captains. And uh, look, you said there's not that many options this week, or there's a couple of pod plays. We've got four or five or six that we're going to talk after the other side of this, and we're going to answer some of your questions as well. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. 
Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Yes, welcome back. Uh, Supercoach 365 podcast, proudly supported by the good folk at topsport.com.au. If you haven't already jumped on, do so, and then you hear that ad there. Uh, speaking of golf and greyhounds, Tommy and I spent a day on the course last Sunday. A uh, bit of fun off the field uh, as we turned our eyes away from rugby league for a short moment. And um, Sunday afternoon, how good is it? Golf, few beers, capella by greyhounds, you can't beat it. I was watching the final minutes of the Raiders Dragons game on my phone. Gee, that was nerve wracking. But, you know, a good day. I do love my golf. All right, let's have a look at the Premiership market before we do talk captains. Penrith, we said there um, $2.30 still to win the comp. And obviously, that's with the theory or the hope that Luai and Cleary are going to come back with uh, the same form that they had before their suspensions and injuries, respectively. Uh, Melbourne Storm back into second favourite, $6. The Sharks, $8. So. Uh, Cowboys on the drift, 950. Souths, 950 as well. So a bit of value here about those uh, in the other places in the top four around Penrith. Yeah, I still think it's Penrith to lose somewhat um, once they get their players back. They'll be the clear team to beat. But Storm, you know, they showed the other day that they might be getting back into some form. And I don't know, Cowboys, I wouldn't read too much into their loss last week. I still think on their day, like, they're an enigmatic team with all these young X-Factor players. Who knows what they could do? Now, much to Tommy's dismay here, the Canberra Raiders to miss the top eight, $1.16. The Roosters still a chance of missing out as well, $7. But I want to pick up what you said earlier. Parramatta a chance to slide uh, out of the finals race, $11. So even just a little fiver on that, Tommy, you wouldn't be uh, disappointed. Well, just 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 Raiders, if they do win their last three, which they're all very winnable games, they finish on 30 points, which generally gets you into the finals. It may not this year, but just going off that, I think it's worth a little play. Raiders to make the top eight $4. So Tommy um, may be going that way. Of course, I think the NRLW kicks off this weekend as well. So um, if you do have a spare uh, moment on the weekend, be sure to check that out. And uh, if you are having a bet on the NRLW or the NRL, for that matter, gamble responsibly or Capella by Greyhounds. Uh, Tommy, let's talk some captains. Um, plenty of uh, games that we can target here. Of course, the first one, Probably most likely that man, Latrell Mitchell. It's hard to uh, look past the South's game with at least mentioning Latrell, and he's always going to be a caption op- captain option as long as he's there. Yeah, I think given he's scoring lately, which is just weekly over 100, you almost have to put at least the vice-captain on him. And given the first game of the round, he's playing Thursday night, you'd have to go the vice-captain. I don't think you straight-captain someone, especially in this week being in the head-to-head finals. Yeah. I think you really got to be smart about where you put your captaincy because if you're focusing on your head-to-head game, you've got to hold your captaincy up a little bit and wait and see how you're going against your opponent. Me personally, and I think doing this with you each Tuesday and you know throughout the course of the season, I haven't actually looked at my head-to-heads a hell of a lot this year. Probably is good reason why I'm you know only alive in one of my seven leagues uh, still. <laughs> Um, well, that's the excuse I'm going for anyway because I'm targeting the overall my thinking is if I'm going good overall there's a good chance I'm beating my opponent head to head but no exactly right if ever there is time to take stock and maybe switch your perspective this and next would be the week to do that 
Um, next game here, which uh, there is an obvious caption, captain options. Jeez, I can't get that word out. Captain options. Um, Scotty Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes against the Warriors. Look, that just looks like a good thing. Yeah, I'd probably side with Drinkwater there. Maybe I just I saw him against the Bulldogs a few weeks ago, and he was looking dynamic sort of late in that game. So, yeah, maybe Drinkwater, and he's very scary not earning him. Sorry, I'm just sipping on my two. He's new. Valentine Holmes, you're not afraid of Val, the goal kicking? I think there could be a couple of goals uh, he gets this weekend. Drink orders. He's just such a natural scorer on Supercoach. He just yeah. can score points fast. Speaking of, what about Cameron Munster going to Brisbane? We know he loves playing at Suncorp Stadium. He's got a 77-point-per-game average there at the home of the Queensland Maroons. He's always an option. Storm favourites here again, so he's going to have his hands on the footy. Yeah, he will, and you know we've seen how good he can play up there, and the Storm over the years have put away Brisbane, so he's an option, but probably won't be going with him personally. Nico Hines, always an option as well at Brookvale. Look, it's probably not the easiest game at 11.5. I think it's too much. I don't, I don't know is, if they cover that. Is he just the default, though? Like, I feel like I just rest the captaincy, captaincy on him every week almost just because he touches the ball more than any other player. Yeah. He's almost good for at least an 80. Just for a, He just finds points. I don't even know how he does it half the time. He just got to turn up, get out on that field, and he's got an 80. Um, his tackle bust and his offloads are incredible. I mean, and I was watching the Sharks very closely last week um, for our head-to-head. Sorry, in another head-to-head in draft. But watching that, he has so many hit-ups. He is the biggest hog. Um, but that is perfect <laughs> for Supercoach. I mean, he, he, I think I said to you, he might even stifle their attack at times. But Supercoaches, they just look on and, and licking their lips at that. Yeah, exactly right. He just gets his hands on the ball. He takes runs. He kind of plays like Joey Marty does when he plays fullback. Uh, Nico Hines yeah. does when he plays seven. So he's always one of the biggest options for captaincy. What about uh, Roosters Tigers? We mentioned it before. Teddy and Manu, the obvious options there. And yep. the, the game does screen points. And who would you probably lean to out of those two? I think given the occasion, um, position on the field, and, I mean, Rugby League loves stories. We've said it a couple of times this year. Could you see Tedesco not scoring a double against the Tigers this week? I think it would be the perfect send-off to the SCG. Um, he's actually my captain at the moment, Tedesco. Um, I'm, I'm happy to have it on him this weekend. Yeah, I guess it, yeah, I think it would be a pod play. I know there's a lot of reasons there for it, but there's a lot of reasons for it last week, and they got 47, and they scored 40 points. So I don't know what really happened last week. Maybe it was just one of those things, but... Maybe a little bit of a risk, but I do agree on paper there's a chance. i got one super pod captain for you on Sunday afternoon. If you're chasing a big score or something and you want to win your head-to-head, could Dave Fafita against the Dragons, he could get 100. I'm not, I obviously could get 30, but I don't know. If, you, if you're going for broke on Sunday, maybe Dave Fafita is a, a real roughie. I mean, it helps the fact that Tedesco is still a high-ceiling player, plays late on Saturday night, so... You can sort of get a good look at your own matchups um, late in the week. And again, you're probably not targeting um, games beyond Fafidi, you wouldn't think. Maybe Joey Tarpanay, again, a pod play if he's playing. But again, first up from injury, it's it's no sure thing. No, and it may be reverse, uh, reverse logic there. If you're not chasing high points, you just need to bag a 70 to win your league. Maybe then you'd look at a Tarpanay or a Isaiah Papali, something like that. So yeah, options are plenty this week. Options are plenty indeed. Now, we'll try and uh, get our captain's call out sometime on Thursday. If you're listening to this, check out Instagram at supercoach365 
has been a hectic week. So if you miss it or we miss it, uh, apologies in advance. Tommy, let's talk some questions when some of these questions might uh, pertain to captaincy this weekend. So we might even cover off on some of those talking points. All of these via our Instagram, as we say there, at supercoach365. Usually chuck up this on the story uh, the night at which we record the pod. So be sure to check that out next week. And of course, we're coming to a close um, very soon, but uh, get in before it's too late. Okay, here, AT Open 1 says, Manu or Murray, uh, who is more important for head-to-head players this weekend? I think Manu, just against the Tigers. Uh, he, he could go massive if he gets a couple of tries, which he easily could do. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely looking at this week, looking at the final couple of weeks, I mean, it's hard to go past Murray. You know he's going to score a 70, and it, particularly that last game, how often do we see him and Radley take that personal battle i mean it's going to be you know, it's a beat up um but we're going to hear about it and murray's going to he's going to deliver um so i mean looking at, again isolation this week you'd say manu i think a couple of weeks um maybe i'll be going cameron murray bosco harris 14 he says when can we draft for next year well the game i think the game usually opens late january doesn't it so yeah. not until then i suppose not a, it's still a while just on you, I want to put you on the spot here. Who's your number one pick for next year? Going off what you've seen this year alone, would it be Nathan Cleary? Would it be Nico Hines? I think Nico Hines, honestly. Just wow. not. He's, I'm not saying he's the best player in rugby league, but just on Supercoach, he just gets high scores so often. I mean, Turbo could be smoky, but is he going to be fit? It's too risky. I would say Hines. I think we did our mid-season draft review. Like if we're doing a draft at round 13, I think we did put Hines on top. But could you leave Cleary there? I don't know. Hines is probably going to lose that dual position next year as well. So that may be mm. uh, a slight knock on him. My boy Ryan Pappenhausen. I don't know. Anyway. No, yeah, no, Paps, you're right. I did forget about him. But again, I just there's so many injury-prone fullbacks, isn't there? And Hines seems to be pretty durable. He's rugged. S. Goddard 6 says here, last reserve, bruz. What are you thinking? Appy, Brainto, Ronaldo Molotalo, cheers. Who's he putting his last reserve on? Yeah, one of, the, one of those. Uh, I love that. Last reserve, bruz. Um, Ronaldo's been poor lately, but he could score against Manly. Appy, I'm not really, I haven't really been following Appy. I think you own him, Ryan, so you might be able to tell me more. And same with Toto. I don't own him, so... Look, I can't really offer much insight here. What about you? Appy's been flying. I don't know. I don't even think this is a question. I think it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, Appy, I mean, have a look now while I talk. But I think he scored a couple of tries in recent times. He's averaged at least, a, I'm going to say, close to 70, if not higher. Um, I think there was parts of the year where we spoke about which hookers do we want to finish with, and it looked like everyone was going Grand and Cook. I mean, I've been more than happy to hold Appy. I think he's been doing a great job. <laughs> No, he has. I'm looking at his scoring now. You know, he's rarely let you down. 85 last week. He got 107 a few weeks ago. I think a lot of people maybe were turned off by his minutes with Mitch Kenny often on the bench, but he's mm. playing 80 a lot of weeks or at least 70. So, yeah, no, he's doing a great job. And going back to that question, you'd have to go with Appy. Just on that, I did read somewhere, I think Jermaine Hopgood expected to get some minutes uh, this week for Penrith. So... Um, keep that in mind. He is sort of a lock and, and more of a back rower, but can play a bit of hooker as well. Hop good. So he may give Appy a spell um, if that game against Souths gets out of reach. Uh, okay, another one here from Zelez underscore 88. He's asked the same question. When does the draft start for next year? What are we talking about draft now? We've still got two <laughs> rounds of this year to get through. 
I don't know. Maybe they're lowly ranked and they just they look. I mean, sometimes when I have a shit day on Supercoach, I look forward to next year. So, yeah, a long time still, unfortunately, guys. Mate, we haven't even got through um, got through this year yet. Okay, Dale Weeks twenty six. Do I trust in? Do I start again? Do I trust in that Hughes and Tarpane will play? I'll use my last two trades and sell them both in head-to-head. So this sort of comes back to the mold we said before, juggling your priorities at this time of year. It can get a little bit tricky as you might be able to hear these sirens blaring behind me. Um, It's it's a tough question. I, I think Tarpanay will play. I think it's just too important, too important of a game for Canberra, so I'd keep him. Hughes, I haven't heard anything to the contrary that he's not playing. Um, I just really wait until the last minute with these trades. I just, yeah... Two trades at this time of year is pretty good. I try to hold them. It's a luxury, really. Um, Blake's Brushworks, what's your prediction for the next NRL player? Yeah, I don't know if we can read that one out. Jack Murdoch says here, <laughs> better to nuff a non-playing center wing option and upgrade uh, Max King to Murray or go Isaac Tungo to Jesse Ramian and Tamalolo to, I assume, David Fafida. So upgrade mm. enough center wing or go big in the forwards. I'd probably be going towards Murray looking at that. Yeah, I like your king to Murray. I don't think Tago to Ramian's sort of sideways and Lolo to Fafida is definitely sideways. So yeah, I think uh, get Murray in. Rightio, let's finish with this one. Brendan Pearson. Is Dave Fafida a pod for the run home? In terms of a pod, I think traditionally we've said 10%, 15% or less ownership. Um, bring it up, Tommy. What's his ownership percentage? Uh, in terms of a pod, I know he was a popular trade-in target after Origin or around that Origin period, of course, because he wasn't in the Maroon squad. But is he a pod as such? I'm not sure. And the Titans, as you say, every chance to feature uh, for feeder in an attacking sense this weekend against the Dragons. So not the worst yet. Yeah, look, pod, just looking at his ownership now... 10% owned. So, okay. so at this time of the year, 10% is a pod, I would say. Um, and, you know, the other day, 85 points. They play the Dragons. I don't I don't think their games are that hard to finish the year, but every game is kind of hard for the Titans, I guess. But I'll say yes. I think he is a decent pod. If you're, you're probably chasing points at this time of year to build your rank up, he's a high-sending player, so why not? Yeah, he's definitely someone that can go big, and I think that's what you're looking for this time of year. I went to uh, Olukawatu, and I mean, look how that's turned out. All right, um, Tommy, we're going to leave it there. Actually, before we do, um, of course, round 23 this week, round 24 next. On our round 25 podcast, we're going to do our Super Coach Player uh, of the Year awards. We did this last year; it was a bit of fun. So. Uh, look out for this in the next fortnight or so. We might start pushing this out on the socials and not just your typical, you know, fullback, center wing of the year. We'll have a bit of fun, cheaper of the year, and, um, you know, uh, coaches, player of the year, I guess. Uh, we'll throw in some other awards as well. Yeah, and if you want to request any awards, maybe just send us a message. We can do something for that. And no trades this week for me, one left. Yeah, I, I didn't even talk about trades, didn't we? Because I just assumed that we had none left. Uh, you've got one left, but not running it. Um, and myself, much the same. So, holding on for dear life uh, at this point. Nathan Cleary's sitting on my bench there, unused. Rightio, that's us. Round 23. Uh, got through a little bit there. Um, looking forward to the footy this weekend. Yeah, mate, three weeks to go. You can count the games down. It's getting, uh, getting exciting. Hopefully top 1,000 for me. 
Keep on pushing. Green arrows, let's see him if you are playing head-to-head. Classic or draft. Good luck in your leagues this weekend. Tommy's into a prelim final. It's going to go big. At Supergoat365. That's where you'll find us on YouTube as well. Hit the subscribe button. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 